Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Jubilee. My name is Ada and I will be sharing lessons from the scripture. I believe that you will be blessed as you listen. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, hello, hello. Good to have you here today again. Welcome to today's episode of Jubilee. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at John chapter 3 from verse 22 to verse 36. That's John chapter 3 from verse 22 to 36. I'm just going to say a short prayer as we start. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for life. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Lord, even as we're about to read the scripture, I ask that you teach us, I ask that you reveal your truth to us, I ask that you help us to understand your word and to be doers of your word, not just hearers, but to apply your truth to our lives, to the glory of your name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. It's always a pleasure to have you here, and um so I'm just going to go straight to it. Today, we're going to be looking at John 3, 22 to 36. Um, as usual, I would encourage you to please take out time to to read these verses on your own. Um, you could read like the entire chapter to kind of like understand um, what's going on, like to get the context, um, since we'll just be reading a few verses of the chapter. Um, so in this verse that we're reading you know we see that um there is some encounter uh there before this verse we're reading before now um jesus had had the encounter with john the baptist where jesus went to be baptized you know and when he went um john the baptist kind of did some sort of introduction. I was like, Hey, um, this is me rephrasing anyway. (laughs) And then he was like, Hey, you know, that, um, I, I shouldn't be the one baptizing you. You should be the one baptizing me. I'm not even worthy to, to tie your shoelaces. Um, but Jesus went ahead to say, you know, that he's doing this to fulfill all righteousness. Um, so after the encounter, um, John the Baptist had already been saying that he's not the Messiah. He's only there to announce the Messiah, you know. So when that he and had that encounter with Jesus, he announced Jesus as the Messiah. Um, so after that encounter here, we see that um, in these verses that we're reading today, we see that um, Jesus and his disciples went over to the province of Judah and he started baptizing people there and people were coming to be baptized by Jesus. And John was still baptizing people in a different place called Enon. Um, So John's disciples, when they found out that Jesus was baptizing people and people were actually going to to Jesus to be baptized, um, they came to John and said, hey, John, you remember that man that you spoke about, you know, on the east side of Jordan, that man that you spoke about, well, he's baptizing people now and everyone is going to him. <laughs> I think this, this really sounds familiar, you know, just take, for example, you're like, you're the well-known person doing something in a particular city or in a particular place. 
and then all of a sudden someone else comes up doing the same thing you know in our human nature would tend to feel you know we would tend to feel like that person is a threat to us you know or to whatever it is we're doing you could apply this to anything really you could apply it to business you know or anything really you know we in our human nature we don't like that competition you know we want to be the only one doing this or the best at this or the best at that um so these disciples of john came to him saying look this guy that you spoke about he's baptizing people and it's not just like he's baptizing and little people like a few people are going to him no like everybody a lot of people are going to him so in business you would be like you know all your customers are going to this new competition this is just an analogy. I'm not saying this was business. <laughs> yeah, so it's something like that, you know. So that was what John's disciples were coming, like telling him. And it's pretty interesting what John says to them. I'm just going to read out those verses. Um, reading from verse 27, it says, John answered, No one can have anything unless God gives it to him. I think that's pretty amazing, you know, in ministry, in our walk with God, the gifts, the talents that we have, that we use, that we see in our lives. Um, the scripture is saying that we don't have those by our own making or doing, but something that God has given to us, you know. So John starts off by letting his disciples know that it's a gift, you know, that ministry of baptism was a gift given to him by God. It wasn't his, um, his own creation. It wasn't his property, you know, <laughs> he didn't have the patent to it you know that's that's the first john tries to lay that foundation because once that foundation is laid it, it would it would change how we see things you know you you no longer see it as it's of your own making but you would see it as it's a gift from god so if God gave it to me and God chooses also to give someone else that gift, it's all based on God's choice. It's all based on his will, his decision. I don't have control of who God chooses to bless or who God chooses to give um, a particular gift or a particular talent or a particular assignment or a particular ministry. You know, that's the number one foundation that John was trying to lay and tell his disciples. Now, if we keep on reading, verse 28 says, You yourselves are wit my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. So here John is saying that, look, I have told you guys this thing over and over, that I am not the Messiah. 
but I, I was just sent to announce him. I was sent ahead of him to announce him, you know, like to prepare the way for him. And I've done that. So here, I, what I really see is an understanding of your, of our place in God's grand plan. You know, um, John understood his place in God's plan. He understood that, he understood his assignment, what God wanted him to do. You know, he's saying, I'm not the Messiah. I came here to announce him. And that's what I've done. You know, it's not, (laughs) again, I would say it's not a competition. So here I see that John understood his assignment. He understood his place in God's plan. And then John goes on to say in verse 29, the bridegroom is the one to whom the bride belongs. But the bridegroom's friend who stands by and listens is glad when he hears the bridegroom's voice. This is how my own happiness is made complete. Wow. This is... This is amazing. John understood his place. He understood that the church belongs to Christ. He understood that he was he was just there to announce Jesus. And he stuck to that calling that God had given him, he stuck to that assignment that God had given him. And he also says he rejoices with others. He uses this analogy of a analogy of a bridegroom and his friend. You know, the bridegroom's friend is not the bridegroom. So he shouldn't feel jealous that the bridegroom is getting married to the bride. Why? Because he's not the bridegroom. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. So instead, the bridegroom's friend should be happy, should rejoice with the bridegroom. So let's see how do we apply this in our lives. The scripture says that God has given us to men us different gifts different gifts they're different gifts in the body of Christ and the purpose of those gifts is not for our glorification but for the edification of the saints and for the glory of God so if you see someone who has a certain gift and you don't have that gift from the scripture we're learning to see that there's no reason to be jealous there's no reason to be envious of the other person's gift um there's no (laughs) there's no um bigger gift we all have our place in the puzzle 
you know we all have our place like every take for example that there's like a, a large puzzle so many pieces some of them are big some of them are small some of them are medium-sized you know just large puzzle with different pieces okay now the one let's say for example a large puzzle like a large piece of that puzzle shouldn't look down on a smaller piece because it's small it shouldn't look down on a smaller piece because of its size why because if you take out that small piece no matter how tiny it is then the entire puzzle is not complete so you need that little piece no matter how small it is to complete the puzzle that's similar to the way we are in the body of christ someone can have like amaze every gift is amazing someone can have like some wondrous looking gift <laughs> you know when they sing it sounds like a nightingale or <laughs> or when they preach it sounds like oh my god like 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 they were there when the bible was written um and then to you you feel that your own gift of say um hospitality doesn't seem to measure up to the gift of the others you know and the scripture is telling us that everything everything is given to us every gift is given to us every good and perfect gift is given to us by god john says no one can have anything unless god gives him gives it to him and there's no bigger or smaller gift every gift is important okay that gift of hospitality that you have is important it has its own place in that large puzzle it has its own place in that large puzzle so don't look down on it you know don't be envious or jealous of others for we have every one of us we have our place in God's grand plan we have our place just like John his place was to announce <laughs> the messiah he wasn't the messiah but his place was to announce and that was it that was his place and he knew this and he did it he stuck to it and he did it you know so let's um ask God to show us our place in his his plan and help us to to fulfill it to to have our eyes fixed on him and on what he wants us to do because sometimes we can be so focused on what other people are doing that we lose sight of what God want, actually wants us and needs us to do right so yeah, let's go back to the scripture. <laughs> um, so yeah, John says, this is how my own happiness is made complete. He must become more important while I become less important. It's all about Jesus. We're not here to 
to be glorified. We're here to glorify God. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's really all about Jesus. So John is saying, you know, that Jesus, now he has announced him as the Messiah. Jesus must increase. He must become more important while John becomes less important. His job is done. (laughs) His job is done. And now Jesus is on in his ministry and he must become more important. And John is okay with that. He's okay with what God has called him to do. He's okay with his place in this whole plan that God has. So I just wanted to share that with you um, and encourage you. Um, don't look down on any gift that God has given you. Don't say it's too small. Don't say it's not important. Um, Every gift that God gives us, every assignment and ministry um, that God has given us is relevant for, is relevant in his plan, his grand plan. Um, I pray that, you know, that God, for those of us who who probably aren't sure um, what we should be doing or who are really sure our place in in God's plan, who, who, who aren't sure what God really wants us to do, what our gifts are, what the talents are, I pray that God would reveal them to us and that we'll be able to use those talents and those gifts exactly as God wants us to use them for his glory, for his purpose. Thank you so much. I'm always so excited to have you here. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here and God bless you.